Yo, what up? This is Sean Evans with Sean Evans Photography, and I now officially welcome you to the shot list. Hey, yo, this is, uh, I was feeling this beat when it was coming. I was looking for music, man. I heard this. I was like, yo, I got to get this in for the intro. Because you know we can't use other people's music. They be, uh, they be all tripping about that. So I ain't about to do that. I want to be legit. But let me tell you a little bit more, man. The Shot List pretty much is a photography-related podcast. That's why I'm going to talk about different things related to photography. We're going to talk about the business side. We're going to talk about the art side. We're going to talk about, you know, the technical side. We're going to talk about all this. We're going to talk with other people in the in the industry. We're going to talk with makeup artists. We're going to talk with uh, photographers. We're going to talk with creative directors. We're going to talk with a whole bunch of people. We're going to talk with different business people so they can give a different mindset to different things. Um, this is going to be awesome, man. I got really good vibes about this, and uh, I got to keep it pushing. So I appreciate y'all coming out. Thank you for listening to me and lending me your ear for this time. This is episode number one, so we're going to get it started. I'm not going to hold y'all up no more. So we got the five things that you can do coming out of quarantine to level up your photography. This is five things you could do coming out of quarantine to level up your photography. Now, while you can apply this to another genre of business, I'm only speaking about what I know and photography. You could do this with any other thing, any other aspect of the business because the fundamentals are the same. But I won't hold you up anymore, but let's get into it, man. Let's get into these five things. There's going to be a lot of juicy stuff in here, a lot of things you might not have thought about, and it's not like your run-of-the-mill stuff. So let's get started, man. I really appreciate y'all coming out. Welcome to the shot list. Let's go. going on yo it is sunday the 17th of may 2020 looks like we're coming to the end of our little quarantine restriction can't go outside all kind of you know everything holding us back we're starting to dip off toe back in outside and see how things are working so i'm here uh sitting down and i, I was thinking i was having some uh, I wouldn't say that I was having some visions, but I was I was I was mixing up some sauce over here, and I wanted to share it with everybody. Um, I wanted to do this for the podcast. This is going to be the first episode. I'm going to knock this out. I had another one planned for the first ed- episode, but I kind of backed off from it. I coming back into it. This one just hit me. It was like the things. These are going to be the five things that you can do as soon as you come out of quarantine to level up your photography. But moving into it. And I'm going to try to keep this short. This is the first podcast, so I'm going to try to keep this short. But check it out. We have five things that you can do as soon as you come out of quarantine that are going to level up your photography. And I'm going to go through them in no specific order, but they will all be relative to everything. And I see this, um, and, and this has helped me, but I see this also with new photographers and things. They're always asking, how can I um, get better or how can I 
you know, it's it's always a step process. And I remember when I was coming up in photog- photography, nobody told me anything about like some of the things you had to do. Like I, ha- I had no idea. I had to figure all this out on my own. And it just took that curve so much longer. Like there's the creative aspect, there's the technical aspect, and then there's the business aspect. So just like these three things together that are coming together are going to make your photography uh, business thrive, you know, or not. So it, it all depends on how, how you handle it. I feel like they are going to be gems that maybe you haven't heard. And, you know, it's just when you walk out there, if you come out there focused and you set this thing up, you're good to go. You'll be good to go. So let's get into it. Now, the first thing that I think that should happen is as soon as you get out, you've been doing like your research, you've been online, you've been on Instagram, you've been on Facebook, you've been posting some of your work, you've been posting some of your old work, you've been looking for new work, you've been trying to market to people. Um, I think the first, one of the first things that you have to do, number one on this list, is I think you should link with three photographers. The three photographers that you're gonna link with are gonna be at different uh, skill levels. And I'll explain that right now. You're going to want to link with somebody, of course, that is at your skill level. And the reason for this is that you have somebody to grow with and you have somebody to learn from. Uh, Two heads are always better than one. The way you see something, somebody's going to see it entirely different regardless of the skill level. So like if you guys shoot the same, you know, you have the same gear, you can have everything the same. Even by having that one person there, they're going to see things from a totally different perspective. You know, I shoot with some photographers that, are, are like landscape photographers and they have a totally different vision of things when it comes to portraits, but it helps because sometimes it tells a different story and you can be shooting the exact same thing and we can have different stories between the two, between the two images. So I always feel, I'm going to say that you want to find one at your skill level. Second photographer you're going to want to find is somebody who is at a higher skill level than you. And, and I don't want to mean it like you have to find somebody who is like, I don't know, uh, Ansel Adams level or something like that. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But what I'm trying to say is you want to find someone who has an aspect of their photography that you want to learn. They might There's something that they do that stands out to you and you're like, yo, I want to learn that. I really want to learn that. I want to pick this up and I want to, I want to actually try to achieve it and try to master it. And I think that this would be good with my own photography style. So you find somebody who's at your skill level who... You find somebody who is a higher skill level than you. And like I said, it doesn't have to mean followers. It just doesn't, it, none of that really matters. The social aspect of it does not matter. It just means that they are doing something that you would like to learn, that you would like to add to your tool bag. The difference in photographers is the difference in the tools. Some have got proficient at certain tools, and that's the tools that they use to get the images that they create. So you might want to go and learn something from within their tool bag. What you do is you follow them. So you find their social media, you follow them, you support them, you like, comment, all the things that need to do to help them build their, um, to help them build their social aspect um, or their social media or whatever that they're doing. You do that to support them. The reason being is that they're going to, you're going to be in front of their face all the time. So if you think about it, if I'm always commenting, I'm always liking, liking is one thing you go through, you might get a thousand likes, but you're always commenting. If you find a photographer that's comments back, that's very active in their engagement, then you, then you automatically know that they're going to continuously see you. So you continuously get into their, um, into the things they post, you continuously support them. 
Um, support is not financial all the time. So you can just go in there and just be on their side and just support them. Uh, go in their lives, attend their events. If a photographer has an event, ask if you can attend. Ask if you can help. A lot of times that is like the, the best thing that you can actually do is sometimes giving an extra hand. I mean, you're giving an extra hand, but you're also giving a set of extra eyes. And back in the day, we used to call that paying your dues. Like when I used to DJ, I used to have to carry crates back in the day. I don't want to show my age, but I used to have to carry crates back in the day. It was like crazy. It was like real crazy. So like you would never get to play, but you got to carry the crates. You got to listen. And then you were listening and learning and figuring out what songs went to where. You'd watch them on the turntables and then take that all back home and try to apply that to yourself and then eventually they would give you an opportunity to play and then when you got an opportunity to play if the crowd liked you then boom now you're running so what i'm saying is is that you find somebody at the higher skill level you attend their events you get into their lives you follow them and support them you pay your dues and it will benefit you in the long run because that person will begin to see you as um an associate and then as someone who they can depend on, they might come to you about other things and you have an opportunity to build a relationship with them. So definitely find somebody there. And then last but not least, you got to find yourself a new photographer. There's always someone that's coming up. We have new photographers that are born every day. I guarantee you coming out of quarantine, you're going to have new photographers on the market immediately. But what you need to do is you need to you need to find someone. And you need to be the someone that you wish was there when you were coming up. When I was coming up into photography, there were people I could see, but like there weren't people I could touch and actually work with. So you find someone you, that you wish was there when you were coming up. Doesn't matter who that is. You got to show them the way. This is the way. <laughs> and uh, that means that, you know, you might have to be there, Obi-Wan, or, or some Misty Miyagi shit. You have to find your baby Yoda. You know what I mean? And that's just me talking in context and analogies from Star Wars and, and all that and, and Karate Kid and all that, but you always want to bring somebody with you. You always want to bring somebody with you. Don't leave somebody out there. If you can get a second shooter, somebody wants to learn and they want to come through and you know you could handle it yourself, but bring them along because they will learn so much in the process of how you do the things that you do. It's going to be so much beneficial to them. And in, in turn, they're going to be thankful to you and you get help out of it. And you potentially get some images that you weren't able to capture yourself. So, I mean, look. You, you, you can't get around it. New photographer, find yourself your baby Yoda and uh, bring them along for the ride. All right, check it. The next thing that you have to do, and this is a must thing for us, is you have to find your muse. We have to, you have to find somebody. And I, and I speak about this because this is something that I've done specifically. It's not something that I, I'm, none of these things that I'm telling you, I haven't even that the stuff that I'm not doing is stuff that I'm already doing because I want to get better. I want to level up. So, I'm do, I've done the same thing. Now, when I say find your muse, is that find, as a photographer, you want to find someone. It could be a model. It could be a person. It could be somebody who's aspiring. But you want to find someone that you're going to be able to shoot with, that you enjoy shooting with, that you enjoy making images with, that you enjoy creating with. You're going to find that one person, guy, girl, doesn't matter. But you and that person are going to build a bond where you, that person's going to be the person that you shoot more frequently than not. Or when you have these ideas, you go out and shoot with them. And it's not for getting other people. It's not It's not a thing where you're like, oh, I want to get other people. I want to shoot other people. That's going to happen on its own. Like organically, you're going to start shooting other people. Organically, you're going to find other people to shoot with. And 
your muse does not have to be the only person you shoot with. It's not like that. But you can only have one muse. So when you find them and they are willing and they are making that commitment, you make that commitment to them. It's almost like you got a girlfriend or a wife or a husband. It's, it's, it's that type of level of commitment. And you make that commitment to each other. So they can go shoot with whoever they want to shoot. But when you have these ideas and you have this thing and they, you want to shoot with them, you, you can do it. And it's like it's not a signed contract or anything. You ain't got to think like that. It's more like, yo, I, I just really want to shoot with you. If I get a chance, we're going to shoot. We're going to shoot all the time. We're going to shoot different things. Um, you're building rapport with them. They become comfortable. And then your photography expands because you have someone that you know that you can trust that can do the same, that that will be down to do some of these things as you do them. You're going to want to work with them frequently. You're going to build concepts. You're going to shoot them. You know, like I said about building relationships, you have to learn what they like and what they don't like, what they're comfortable doing. And that'll change in time. Like when you first meet them, you might you, you guys might start shooting and it might not be like that, but you have to continuously shoot with them over time and then they'll open up and there might be some things that once they trust you and they begin to trust you, they will go ahead and shoot with you in, on, on all different types of projects. Um, if it's a model, uh, a lot of times, you know, sometimes you, you find a model or you find an upcoming model, or you find a model that's retired. You have to have have her have her or him show you them poses. They're going to be I, I recommend models because the models have already been trained on the poses. And if you're learning, trying to learn about posing. They're going to be the ones to show you exactly what <laughs> what to do. All right. Now, this one is probably the most important that I would say, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to take it any. I'm not going to take it. Um, I'm not going to go too deep with you on this, but. Find yourself a makeup artist. And represent them through your images. I'll tell you as a photographer, we are nothing without our makeup artists. I mean, they set the foundation that we have for like amazing images with the work that they do before we even get to take the picture. You know, some, the, the makeup is everything. I mean, you can come in without makeup and we can make things happen. But if you're a photographer and you also have a job as a retoucher and you also have a, have a job as a... um as a businessman and you have also have a job as creative director. Sometimes you have, you have to do that in photography, but find yourself a makeup artist and represent them through your images. What that means is find one. There, there are many out there there. You can go and just look them, look them up, find a hashtag in your area and just start to send those DMS out. Um, there are many of them out there that you can work with and they're active in their business. Uh, find one whose looks that you like and just shoot for them. Like, tell them you will shoot for them. They never get the best pictures. And they never, if they ever get any pictures. If you ask a makeup artist what their number one issue is, is that they never get the pictures. They go to a wedding, they never get the pictures. I mean, they can, uh, <laughs> they can do a wedding beat, they never get the pictures. They do a graduation, they might never get the pictures. So they might get one or two. They want, they want more. So find yourself a makeup artist and find one whose looks you like. Shoot for them and create together. But the makeup artists are the foundation of what you need when you begin to edit and retouch your images. I mean, they've been trained in highlights and contours. As photographers, we kind of know that as dodge and burn. But when you begin editing, you'll notice that the camera in the eye sees things different. You can look at a person. You can see something. The camera takes a picture of it with the light and everything like that. And it's, it's slightly different. They just see things differently. When you find yourself a makeup artist and you start to represent them you learn what the makeup artist's intention is and you can go ahead and ensure that it's fully realized in 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 the end
and that you'll do through your post-production, through editing and everything. Definitely a good thing to do. Last but not least, and if you're shooting photos and you're not shooting video, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to get into it. If you got a newer camera, doesn't matter what kind of camera you got, to be honest with you. If you're not shooting video, you're leaving money on the table. That's all that I got to say. You have your muse. You have your makeup artist. See how this all goes together. You have found three photographers, one of higher skill, one a new photographer, and one photographer that's on your level. Now, you find an area. You know yourself. You know your work. But find an area of your photography that you need to improve on and reach out to a photographer that has demonstrated that ability and pay them for a one-on-one -on -one session. I'm going to let that sink in. Hold on. Find an area of your photography that you need to improve on and reach out to a photographer who has demonstrated ability, that ability, and pay them for a one-on-one -on -one session. First thing, it's community over competition. I'm not trying to compete with anybody out here. That's not my goal. I'm not looking at the next man. I'm not looking at the next woman. I'm not saying, hey, I want to have all of, you know, I need to have all the clients. There's enough money out here for everybody. So I'm not really worried about that. I just need to keep my eyes focused on what I'm doing and try to get better. You could try to do it. The YouTube stuff, yeah, it's cool. It shows you how to do it. It shows you the fundamentals. But I've always learned, and this is one of the things I was learning in college, is that you have the three types, right? So you have people that listen, see, and do right so those are the three types of ways that you learn somebody might be learned by doing like hands-on might not learn and might not learn by listening somebody might need the visual but not is not as good as hands-on so like i'm giving you audio right now some people might be like whatever i'm not really concerned about it you find someone it doesn't matter who it is whoever you have who has a one-on-one -on -one, even if they're local if they're not local find out what it costs to get them to come to your location and do a one-on-one -on -one session with them. It's going to open your eyes because they're going to show you and give to you the, the, the value. I mean, I mean value. And that's what it is. If you take something away from that session that has leveled up, that will level up your photography, if you don't know how to edit and you book with an editor, not an editor, but a photographer that knows how to edit, you go to them and you say, hey, I really am just, I really love your work. I love what you do. I, I love the way your edits come out, the way you work with colors. I really just want some time that we can get together, that you can kind of show me some things so I can get better at my photography, period. If that photographer is about community over competition, you're not going to have a problem with that. And pay them. Whatever they ask, pay them. Oh, I need to book three hours with you? Fine. How much is it an hour? Uh, it's $125 an hour. All right, fine. I'm booking it. I got to book half now to get you. To All right, cool. But guess what? At the end of that, if I come out at the end of that with knowledge that gives me three gigs that pay four and five hundred dollars, guess what? I now have got my return on my investment. If I start to charge after I come out of that and I start to get more clients and then I can start to charge a little bit more and instead of charging them, I'm throwing random numbers out here, so don't judge me. But instead of, you know, charging them twenty dollars, right? <laughs> or you could charge them 40 now you don't double your income you'll get more value than the cost of the session and that's just that's that's just the facts that's the facts i mean if you pay somebody full price they're going to give you everything i don't and the thing is with me is that i don't want anything to come between the person giving teaching me and me learning meaning that 
if I try to discount you on your price and I'm 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 being tough on your on, on you from a pricing perspective, if I can't afford it, it's not the fact that I can't do it at all. It's just I can't do it right now. And that's fine. You just need to save up and get there. But it, I'm going to pay you exactly what you asked for because I'm going to get everything and the value I'm going to get from you is going to be much more because there is no hesitation in the pricing. I don't have to discuss any options with you. I'm not trying to talk you down off of that to try to save money. Whatever you want, I'm giving you, but you're going to give me and in turn, you will give me exactly what I asked for. So there's no hesitation there. You know what I'm saying? Always pay what they ask and you'll get more value than the cost of the session. You're also supporting small businesses and with small businesses, time is money time is valuable time is the most thing that you can't get we work so many hours if i can get an hour or two back by going and having a one-on-one with someone who cuts my editing time down by 60 percent guess what and i get the same quality of work that i was getting out then guess what i can get that time back that means i can shoot more that means i can make more money that means that everything else flows in my business so guess what i don't need to you know I, i could see the worth i could see the value there and you might spark I mean, out of that, you might spark a new business venture. I mean, and that should be the first thing. I was going to hear, I was going to tell you something like, um, you know, go to an event. But with the way the situation in the world is right now, I don't think that's a good thing. Next is to sharpen your blade. Like, there's nothing that we're going to get out. You always got to keep your blade sharp, which means you need to work, which means you need to be out there shooting. You know, we all need to we all need to get out there. So when you out there tomorrow, you should try to find out who and what and where you can shoot. And if there's opportunities out there, you take them. You know, nothing is out of bounds for you to try when you're doing this. This is your creative outlet. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I I do not shoot people for free. You know, when they ask me to shoot them for free and that's a totally different subject. But if we can collaborate on something and it's and it's something that I want to do that I might not have been able to do. Guess what? It's something that I want to try. I'm going to do it because I'm seeking to develop my own style and refine my own style. Uh, don't follow the trends and try to do what the trends doing unless that's what you really want. I mean, you know, if you're trying to, you know, get a whole lot of followers and that's your goal in, in business, then fine. You know, you might want to follow the trends and sometimes that's what it is. I say don't follow the trends. Let the trends follow you. Set up something and let somebody else copy it. The other thing is like when you sharpen your blades, like does gear matter? And, you know, some people say yes. Some people say no. Me personally, I feel that gear, uh, you ask that question. That question is always asked until you experience what that new gear has to offer. I give an example. You get your brand new camera. You have your first camera. You're taking pictures. You're like, I love those. I love, I love the pictures that I'm taking. These pictures are amazing. They're getting there. And then, you know, you're, you, you know, sometimes you'll sit back and say, no, I don't need another lens. And let's say you just bought your camera using your kit lens. And then you get your first prime lens. And you start shooting with your first prime lens. And you notice that the sharpness is different. You notice that the bokeh is there. You notice that you can shoot in darker situations because you can shoot wider open. You're noticing all of these things. It's like you, you like, oh, my old car is always good enough until I get a new car. And then once I get a new car, that's the car I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like you don't even look at the old car. Your new car has like heated and cooled seats and your old car had to roll up windows and shit. So like, you know, you, you say it doesn't matter until you experience what it has to offer 
So that's like picking up a new lens, a new camera, new lights, uh, or new tools, new software. Uh, you know, I, I think if you're not open to it or you don't know about it, then it doesn't matter. But the minute that you get it and the minute that it changes something for you in your process, it matters. Document your process. Like, go through and document your process. This isn't like a full dictation, but like if you're going through and shooting something, you like the way something comes out, take a, take a moment to sit back and just like record your settings or take a picture of your, if we all have our phones with us when we on shoots anyway, take your phone out and take a picture of the settings, take a picture, you know, take a picture of that particular image. Um, or what I like to do is I like to rate a particular image. Um, I'll go on my camera and rate it. It has a rating system and I have that set to a custom button and I just rate it. Then I go back and I'm like, oh man, that light, that light combination with that pose or that light combination with those colors and that environment is going to look great. Now you have set up yourself a look, you know, so when you're documenting your process and you come up with another person that's coming in to maybe book with you or work with you, you already know what time they need to be there, uh, you have a location that matches whatever colors they might have. It's all in the back of your mind. It's just, it, or it's all in your, in your camera. I'd say, if you ask me, set up a folder, put all those pictures in there. And if you're not scouting, you need to do some scouting really for real, for real. It helps. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a number one supporter of it. So, you know, I'm not about to tell you something I don't do. I scout all the time, every shoot, if I can, I, I don't care. I'm out there. I want to see what it looks like. But we'll go into a totally different thing about scouting. That's part of the other five that I spoke about earlier, that the other top five that I was going to do, but I'll release that later. And then the other one, the last part is for me. Um, this is something that I've done my entire time, and it's kind of helped me become a better photographer and as well as a better composer and a better editor and a better editor as, as, as you go through in this life. Uh, of photography and this is my one light one lens theory and I call it one light one lens but what I mean by it and, and you'll you'll see as I go through it you don't have to take it literally like well the sun is one light and you brought a flash so that technically is two lights nah man I'm telling you one light one lens if you're shooting natural light yeah the one light is your sun or maybe you're bringing a reflector to create light on a different side I believe that when I shoot, I wanted to learn one lens first and one light. I wanted to see what that lens did, and that's what I shoot with. My lens, I mean, I'm going to tell you now, my lens is the 50 millimeter uh, 1.4 lens. That's that's the focal length. Uh, the 1.4 can go, we can go 1.8 or whatever, but the 50 millimeter is my one lens. I shoot with that lens more often than any of the other lenses that I have. You find out its strengths and its weaknesses, and you build around them. And I always feel like a prime lens is a great choice here. The first lens you should buy should be a prime lens. And specifically, if I could tell you to do this, and I, it's different now, but if I would recommend a, line, a lens that you would you, you would buy, the lens that you would buy would have manual uh, focus. You need to be like go back to the roots of everything. I'd tell you shoot on film if you could. And that's what I'm going to start doing with some of my shoots, some of my shots. Actually, I have a um, Minolta X700, and I'm going to be shooting with that on film. Um, I think that film gives you a look that you cannot replicate with digital and it's good. But back to what I'm saying is you get that one lens and one light, one light, one lens. You find the lens that you're going to work with, a lens that you like, and you build around it. Uh, get creative and you add a light like flash or natural or a reflector and you grow further into the lens. So it's like different steps. 
the first one, you just buy the lens, you go out and shoot with it. You shoot everywhere. You find everything that you can shoot that you want to shoot with it. Find someone to shoot, find, shoot inanimate objects, shoot all the time. doesn't matter. But you find out what that lens is good at. You find out what that lens is not so good at. And then you work around it. By the time you have mastered this, you will have a far greater understanding of light and how it works with the lenses and how the lenses work. I, I guarantee that. You know, when I go out scouting, I take a 28 millimeter manual focus lens. Old Minolta lens that I'm using on my camera. That's the lens I use when I go scouting. I don't take a 50. I don't take, I might take my 35 and that's just because it's small. I don't need a whole big kit for it. But I'm telling you, one light, one lens is all you need, in my opinion. So just to recap, here are the things that we're going to do. You want a link? Find yourself three photographers. Find a muse. Find a makeup artist. Do a one-on-one and sharpen your blades. Sharpen your blades. With these five things, I feel if we do these five things when you're coming out of quarantine, you're going to level up as a photographer. So don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Worry about what you're doing. Pick up these five things and level up your photography coming out of the quarantine. Yeah, they're about to let everybody back out i heard the beaches was crazy that's why i ain't go out this weekend but in the meantime i'm gonna send you some information sending y'all some love sending y'all the best let's come out here as we come out of this quarantine and kill this photography let's kill this game let's make money let's live our life let's remain students and follow our passions i'm out Hey, yo, that episode was dope, man. And that's it. We wrapping up volume one of the shot list. It's your boy Sean Evans, Sean Evans Photography. I'm glad y'all came through, man, and y'all uh, chill with me. This was just a little informative. Like I said, it was something I had to get off my chest, so I took the opportunity to do it and share it with the people. The timing was right, you know. They got everybody coming outside. I figured there's got to be ways for us to level up and do different things. So check me out on Instagram, Evans underscore photo G. Check me out on Facebook, Sean Evans photo. And, uh, you know, drop me a line. Let me know you like how you like the podcast. Volume two coming soon. Peace.